selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Celebrity Book Club. I can feel your heart my client today is my dream kind of client. He's a tech billionaire. He just sold his company to the Chinese for $7.5 billion. He has six houses in Singapore, Portland, uh, San Viejo, and Cairo, but he doesn't have a place in downtown LA. So he's looking for a place in the hills, bachelor, unmarried, no girlfriend, no ring, basically the perfect client. Um, and I'm so excited to meet him. Hey, what's up, Christine? Hi, thank you so much for coming to 64789 Doheny Boulevard Way. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. My assistant sent the, the listing over, and I have about three minutes, so um, let's see it. Um, as you know, like, I'm a bachelor. I've been spending my time right now between the Borgos Islands and um, the Scandinavian headquarters. I do need a place in L.A., and I'm getting a little bit tired of just, like, my rental in the Borgos Islands. I love that. Okay, so I'm not going to waste your time. I know you're definitely looking for somewhere to lay your head down, but also party a little bit. Is that right? You seem like a total partier. <laughs> yeah, I do I do pretty well for myself. Well, come right this way. So here is what I call the main hall. Uh, it has six islands. Uh, this house has 11.5 bedrooms. It has matching his and his closets in the primary, or his and hers, or hers and hers, or whatever you are interested in. Um, it has 17 drop-down screens in the bathroom. Full. Do you know, I'm sorry. Do you know what the pixels are? Pixel capability are on the drop-down screens. I'm pretty sure it's 1700. Um, but and I'll... is that room for upgrades? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, Christina, I love how knowledgeable you are about this home. 
I do my homework. That's what I always say. I do my homework. Um, what's the, what's the neighborhood like, and um, do I have capability on building on these um, ninety degree slope down dirt mountains that the house is built on? So you are cleared for clearance up to nineteen feet of building space. Uh, so if you wanted to put in a helipad or a skydiving tube, that would be dope. Yeah, that's that's totally an option. We can get that going for you. I want to show you to the pool table, um, which is also a car, and there's a hot tub inside. Uh, oh, that can snap. yeah, that can that can seat one, um, and you can actually lock the door to the hot tub um, for security purposes. And is the leather on the hot tub is that eel leather? Um, I believe it is. Yes, it's imported eel, and so all the eel is actually imported from Japan um, every morning. Uh, are you guys open to having solar panels on the eel? We can totally look into that. So that actually, it's a town ordinance. And so I will have to talk to the city municipal uh, solar commission about that. But I'm pretty sure we can make that work. Jason and I will get together. We'll put our heads together. We'll do our homework. And we'll make that happen if that's what you need to happen. Uh, So I leave for Tokyo actually in two minutes. Um, But just a few more questions that I have. I I guess I wonder the, the Tonkatsu granite that's being used. It's... I mean, it's pretty old-fashioned. So that's actually a super easy fix. So if you want, like, we could go and we could get um, Himalayan limestone. Um, We can get Cayman coral. And I think, actually, that would look really, really nice floor-to-ceiling behind the wine um, dungeon. I don't drink. Oh, absolutely. I don't drink wine, yeah. I only drink this, like, awesome new oxygen blood. Oh, you know, what's funny is actually one of my other clients, um, who, of course, I'm not working with anymore because I'm only working with you. Um, he turned what was a wine cellar in a previous home into a blood dungeon. So you could do that if you needed. And we'd be happy to facilitate that. And I can actually draw plans and show you blueprints tomorrow at a reference meeting at 8 a.m. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, yeah, if you want to meet me in Japan or we could also do it a phone call, that would be okay, too. But I do like doing things in person. Um, so, so, yeah, since there isn't the blood dungeon built yet... And I haven't seen the plans. I would go in at 5.2. I don't know if you have any leeway on that. Um, I think that we could definitely try to make that work. And I could maybe come in at a hard seven and see what the seller says. I think he's extremely motivated um, due to legal reasons. So we would be happy. I want to I get, get your head on this pillow. And I want to get you in here because I know that you're a bachelor and you really I can't. haven't slept in seven years. No, and I, and, I, and I think that like it's time to get you out of the Tortuga rental. Uh, all right, my helicopter is actually lifting off. Uh, but I'll talk to you tomorrow at 7 a.m. Thanks, thanks Tokyo so much. time. It was really nice to see you. You're awesome. You're awesome, Christine. You're you're stellar. Nailed it. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, best friend! <laughs> hey, you friend!
freaking boss lady bitch. Hey, you badass executive diva matriarch bitch. I will never tear you down because I don't tear women down. I, I built them up. I built up women and I do not apologize. I do want a Louis Vuitton purse. Let's just get into it. I'm sorry. No time to waste when you're a boss bitch. This week we read On the Beach, Yes Henny, because, because I take vacations to make money. We are always working. No days off because we are the baddest executive boss diva matriarch creative boss bitches in the house, right? I'm talking about none other than Los Angeles realtor, actress, brand mogul, Samsung brand Samsung ambassador. Christine, Christine Quinn. Quinn of Selling Sunset and Samsung Brass Ambassadoring. <laughs> Samsung Brass. She's really brass. high up in the Samsung ladder. She's in the Brass um, <laughs> League of uh, Entrepreneurial Ambassadors. And her book is called How to Be a Boss Bitch. With Bitch Start Out. <laughs> because this book does need to be sold in Walmart. Sold at Walmart and Barnes & And Amazon and Target. Yeah. Um, and wherever books are sold. Absolutely. So check it out. Um, Stop yeah. apologizing for who you are and get the life you want. Um, Hell yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> this so <book>. this book. <laughs> um, this book. This book was written in five minutes. <laughs> the, it's almost like this book was written five minutes ago. ago <laughs> because in like chapter three, she's already referencing like a Britney Spears Instagram post that I was like, that happened yesterday. <laughs> I was like, so the way you're reading this book, and I'm just like, is somebody coming in here and like editing this? No, like, as I'm reading, it felt it? very <laughs> like um, '90s kids get this like some sort of magic marker where you can like. <laughs> erase it and write in I was like hmm <laughs> and it's, that's it's terrifyingly recent because she references like season five of Selling Sunset which like just came out yeah and she's like when me and Amanza were fighting like turns out turns the cameras off we were just having fun and you're like that episode came out two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, okay, so there's not a ton of Telling Sunset gossip in this book. No. So the whole thing was like her and Chriselle, like being enemies. And also, but she was the enemy of everyone last season. Yeah, she's the villain of the show. And there's only one reference to Chriselle in this book where she was like, uh, yeah, sometimes <laughs> she's very just like, um, money and friendship go together like oil and water or me and Chriselle. Or like, there's like some sort of like, yeah, dig at her and like, silly aside no joke. dig at Mary. Cause like they were actually friends, but then like Mary there's started tearing l- her down. <laughs> I mean, the lack of tea in this book is kind of astounding. Yeah. And that would be, I feel like we're saying it, but that would be my complaint is the lack of tea about Selling Sunset and all kind of most of her tea is like, so then I met a man named Jason Oppenheim. Yeah. And we had coffee and like it was more tea about like how she started out with the Oppenheim group and how like she would volunteer to do open houses and how you actually don't get paid. Yeah, I guess that was the biggest was the biggest tea and that she was always like bringing cupcakes and Jason was just like, well, why are you doing that? We don't need to do that. And she was just like, we maybe not, we don't need to, but this is going to make an impression. And then it did, I guess. And then it did, and it worked. And, like, also in the beginning when she, like, wanted to know, like, how to, like, actually do real estate. And Jason was being like, you don't need to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. And she we was have, like, like, a legal no. team. <laughs> and she was like, wait, I want to, like, learn, like, about, like, the numbers and stuff. He was like, you literally don't need to do that. Like, all you have to do is just be this, like, hot slut who, like, meets <laughs> yeah. people at houses. And she was, she like, was <laughs> like, no. So I asked Mary in sales and accounting. 
And she handed over the paperwork for me. And we went through it line by line <laughs> by line. So it sounds like there was maybe like two days that where she was like with Mary from accounting. <laughs> yeah, they like, were like learning like how to like process an escrow fee. But okay. And then went back to being like, okay, cool. Now I like don't have to do this. And I'm sure like it is helpful to know all that. And like Jason was gatekeeping and was. I being... think Jason was gatekeeping no, he is because being this obnoxious, just like insane Napoleon complex, like little man. Because Maya. On Selling Sunset and <laughs> the Silent of the Lamb. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Maya was like the, the best character and is so insane and is always like, I'm. <laughs> she's kind of the me. <laughs> and oh, let's you're get not to... the Maya of Selling Sunset. Okay, let's. Well, I'm also. Let me tell you why I think I'm the Maya, but I'm not. I'm not full Maya. I'm not saying I'm full Maya. I'm also like Heather. I'm also a little bit of a Manza. <laughs> I mean, we're both a Manza because we're both being lay, <laughs> and just be like uh, these heels. I thrifted them, <laughs> and they're all being just kind of like it's weird that she's poor, but yeah, like we're still friends with her, and like that is so. You know? <laughs> yeah, and they're like all at dust being like, wait, where is a Manza? And they're like, she's literally at court. It's so sad, and they're. Like, like, and Christina's like, yeah, if she, only she cared about real estate, then she'd be at this empty open house on a dirt mountain <laughs> and wouldn't be, like, getting custody of her kids. Oh, they're always on the show, also, like, always at literally a pile of dirt. And they're just like, so this is actually $45 million, and there's just, like, so much glass and cement so coming out of a pile of dirt. And it's just, like, building this 13-bedroom house, like, and yet all the bedrooms are just, like, like there's like, no rooms and no walls. And, like, right, it's, like, selling sunset that has made now all these like the dirt mountains have houses like so your infinity pool is just like going to another going to another dirt pile infinity pool can I just say something I'm like kind of scared of infinity pools I've never been in one thank you for this vulnerability um anyway what I was saying is is it sort of the concept of forever that scares you or just like you're gonna fall off the edge I've fallen off the edge and the concept that forever is not forever the mortality of the infinity pool. Okay, so let's get into the beginning. Basically, Christine is saying her biggest struggle is having ADD, and maybe that's why I'm the Christine. And you're like, oh, Wait, I didn't know no. this is an ADD, like, struggle rise up book. There's, She's so vague about her struggle. One and, of the vaguest. And this, and this really comes back to her arc in season five, which is like, so season five is all about how like everyone hates Christine and she's the villain, but like actually she cries and she's vulnerable and like the new like Latin girl takes her to that like life coach. Yeah. And, and then like, she like cries the life coach and is like, and I just have things in my past that like make me vulnerable. And then in the book, she keeps being like, and like, we didn't always have like so much. But it doesn't be like, we, we weren't super poor. Yeah, it's very like, no, it is. <laughs> but we weren't super rich. It's like middle, <laughs> middle class, class stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Like... <laughs> she was like, what's the word for this? We weren't. She was like, no, we like always had like clothes and food and like. Word. But like my mom knew how to stretch leftovers. And like you're waiting for something more specific. Like you're waiting for like, I don't know, the abuse. You're waiting for just like. The like weird tragic death and in the family. Like, You're waiting for like something like some crazy like asshole who you know. It's like, but then like nothing. The weirdest ever thing that is like the tragedy is like it sounds like her mom is like chronically ill and maybe like a mental way of like thinking she like munchausened herself. She's like, my mom always had rheumatoid arthritis and like headaches and then breast cancer twice and yeah. then like something and like was always sick. So like I did get to go 
spend time at my best friend's house, who was the daughter of the Radio Shack CEO. Know that part. <laughs> She's like, oh, so girl, you best believe. Yeah, she was dripping in Bentleys and diamonds. The guy who literally invented, what's the Radio Shack? Um, oh, you've got questions, we've got answers. She's like, the guy who literally invented, you've got questions, we've had answers. And it was like, I feel like the CEO didn't. So that was an advertising company. We, you know, we briefly talked about this on the beach, and let's get into it okay. because I do. There's part of me that thinks that the CEO of Radio Shack actually okay, did yeah, come up with it. Okay, yeah, let's get into the Radio Shack part. Because obviously today it's like, but even today sometimes the client, as I say this as someone who works in branding and advertising, you go to the client with your best lines and your best ideas, and the client st- always thinks they're R- of a course. genius. They're like, no, what about this? And they're, and he's swiveling around in the hugest leather Dallas office. The way that the chairs in that Dallas at the Radio Shack Dallas HQ were just like so tufted in brass, brass. like, like, Di- rivets headrest. all over them. But headrest. 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 But it was like new, 90s, swivel. Yeah. Like it wasn't... Heavy, 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 heavy. But still a little bit foam because it's Radio Shack. It's Radio Shack. Radio I like Shack. When yeah. I used to go to Radio Shack... It's almost Shack. like a gamer chair. <laughs> yeah. I used to go to Radio Shack about every weekend with my dad for... Bibs and bobs and whatever he needed there. <laughs> Just bits and bobs at Radio Shack with Dad. Yeah. Dads love to grab some bits and bobs. I mean, yeah, TBT. And two horrible triggering stories from my childhood. And this is like the level of Christine's trauma is this story. My dad bought me a light-up landline phone for my bedroom that when it rang, it, like, a bunch of different Wait. colors showed up, like, a sign. And just, like, like the Simon. most iconic, like, 90s sleepover way. Yes. And like, it was like, like, you got to call it neon green, neon yellow, like neon red. dream teen phone. Yeah. yeah. And then, and I was flipping out, so excited. Two weeks later, no note. No, nothing. The phone is gone from my bedroom. What? I'm about to cry right now. <laughs> and I'm like, what? The, where's my phone? Where's my phone? And he just goes, I returned it. <gasps> and I'm like, yeah, and I was not one to throw tantrums, okay? Wait, that's so <laughs> fucked up. Cruel. Yeah. Like, needlessly cruel. And he said the reason why he returned it is because the lights hurt his eyes. And I'm like, bitch, you don't live in my room. Yeah, you don't live in my room and you're not answering the phone all the time. As you know, though, my room had those windows into the staircase. Yeah. But I covered them with posters. Yeah, so you weren't really seeing it. But it was like. I'll throw up on the Patreon blueprints of my childhood condo, but. And he had a light sensitivity. I'm just like, so you're saying the times you walked in, it's like you were down to get me a phone. It's really a mystery. And I'll never find uh, out. I, I mean, like, there's so much you could unpack around the right. psychology of this choice. Like, I think part of it is him not understanding how important it was to you. And him, like, you know, w- wanting, like, to treat you in this Scientology way like an adult. Just being like, well, like, she's not supposed to, like, care about little lights and light up stuff like that. And, like, mm, you know. Like grow up. Grow up. Oh, like, if you can have a landline, maybe you don't need bright lights. Right. He did hate bright lights. Sunglasses inside. And he is very, inside. like, you know grow up a little bit like and you know when when he was trying to style you when uh, later and he was just like wear thin belts wear thin belts and like <laughs> which was like it, like I feel like an adult thing and then also you know maybe a little bit of it was he was 
jealous, jealous of, of how phone. popular you were because the uh, phone was because li- what did the lights represent friends yes well not th- but i didn't have my own line it was just everyone who called <laughs> <laughs> but often like that would have been like you me. Nicole <laughs> maybe my friend meredith from elementary school right and it's just like you were you were a micro celebrity even then right so i was getting these calls so yeah, and that is the exact type of thing that basically Christine says is what her struggles were in childhood. She says her parents were so strict and she never got anything, but she just means like they didn't get her McDonald's. Like McDonald's and like the dream phone. But that's also all childhoods and like, and totally, and that is traumatizing and everyone's childhood is traumatizing. Yeah. And like, I'll say that till the cows come home. But it is just like you keep waiting for the drop and like the drop is just not there. Because then she's like, I wasn't even allowed to have friends. And then she mentions like literally going to New York with her Radio Shack friend, like hanging out. Oh, when they go to like the Waldorf Astoria for the first time. Yeah. Did you have a first, like, iconic hotel? Because basically this book is kind of about her, like, having champagne tastes, like, right, on, a, just on like... a beer budget or whatever. <laughs> and, like, and like there's so many. It's, the book is insanely repetitive, and she keeps – every section has a – like, every chapter is called, like, How to Be a Bitch. And then every chapter has a section called, like, Get Bitchy, like, Get Bitchier. And, like, you'll be, then, like – like, Pussy Power and, like, How to Use Your Pussy Power I felt power like I was always, like – in the bitch section and then there was like a new sub get even bitchier section I was like I thought I was already in the like sub bitch section and she keeps on doing section. this thing in the book where she goes oh and she's like so when I was 18 and I was a bartender and I was dating I did love her use and I do want to do this more um, the way she names people is it's always Mr. Something Something right there's Mr. Mr. Valentino, Valentino is her first sugar daddy and then there was Mr. Going, going nowhere. nowhere drinking Coors Light on the couch yeah I need to serve her to Max's more in that sense. right <laughs> Mr. Going Nowhere, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, honey, I can think of some names yeah, for those boys. and that will be available on Patreon. And then she'll be like, and yeah, more tea on that in a later chapter. And you're kind of like, we're here now, why not? Yeah, we're here now, let's get to it. And she keeps me like, more on that later. And it's like, this book is only in like 172 pages. So we could do <laughs> it now. We could just get there. <laughs> okay, but my question to you is, so she goes to this hotel with her friend, who's the daughter of the CEO of Radio and they go to the Waldorf story, and then they go to Bertdorf's. And what was your? It doesn't have to be your first. Iconic I, I know hotel. It. Okay, go. What, what was it? As a quote unquote middle class child, my parents were <laughs> renovating their kitchen, <laughs> and we were getting a granite island. <laughs> A, a modest, a granite. modest, Let's just say it was yeah, a modest. It was island. a modest, not a huge island, you know. And everyone else I knew had an island already. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we were. That was my struggles. We were finally getting an island, and you know the construction. You know, it, it took a turn where they were like, "You actually can't stay here tonight." So we went to the Sheraton Commander <laughs> in Harvard Square. And my parents said, "This is also boss bitch stuff, where it's like upgrades, points, guy." Right. Use your mouth and elevate your boss bitch status. They said, you know, can we get a room? We're houseless, basically, at this point. And we are then, an unhoused Cambridge family experiencing <laughs> renovation. We are actively experiencing renovation. And our between homes, our between islands and closed galley kitchen with kind of a window and like, you know, old timey cabinets and like new cabinets. And um, and they said to us, well, actually, the only room we have available 
is the presidential suite. No! But we're going to give it to you for the same price as a regular room because that's all we have. Yes! yes! Oh my God, that's so exciting. Chilling. And so it's like, I saw the deal happen, right. experienced it, but it wasn't just like, oh, you get a presidential suite. It was about like how hotels like have to make these deals with people. And it was like... Instilling a full, lifelong love of deals. <laughs> fully insane, like full living room, dining room. Yeah, it was the first time incredible. I saw a chocolate on a bed. Wow. And then that was also the first time I had fried shrimp because the next day I just wandered into a random room. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that, not like a hotel room, like a, a conference room. banquet conference Yeah, and clearly someone was having a meeting and they had served fried shrimp with cocktail sauce and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. Sorry. So this wasn't like a buffet. This was like someone's leftover plate. No, no, no. It was like uh, in between both. It was the people hadn't gotten there. It was like a bowl. Family style. On a table? On a table. Clearly like ready for like a meeting of sorts. What? So it was supposed to be like an hors d'oeuvre, like a high top table yes. almost. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, that's not weird to, to steal from that. No. no. That's so cool. It was really cool. Or maybe it was just VIP and it was like Friday. The way that this hotel stay like is your and my entire personality is just like, sorry, presidential suite hotel, Hotel like wandering into like an empty banquet hall and taking (laughs) shrimp. It's like nothing has changed. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And so that from that moment on, you're like, this is luxury. This is what I want. And like, this is going to inspire me to work hard and get what I want and and be a boss bitch. And absolutely get what I want. And also learn that like you can get. Elevated, you can get rewards. And that's why I use Capital One. (laughs) Um, Let's hear your hotel go. Hotels in my childhood, like, I always remember actually hotels being kind of like an unhappy time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have some of those also. Yeah. You know, and it was always. Because you're staying with your parents. You're staying with your parents. And then it's always like the roll away, you know, when they call into reception. Can we get the roll away for like our small, our younger child? It was, it wasn't luxury. It wasn't fabulous. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh, there was like, you know, there's the rental car. Everything was so mandatory. I think the first big luxury hotel I can remember was staying at this like, this hotel in Cusco in Peru. Have you been? No. <laughs> um, when I climbed the Inca Trail when I was 12, <laughs> which was Damn. truly one of the most insane things to take a 12 year old on. Yeah. I can't believe you climbed the Inca trail at 12 yeah just like a five-day trek with sherpas but before (laughs) we stayed at this like insane luxury hotel that was like in a former monastery in cusco (laughs) i remember being like okay low-key this is fab like yes i'm on a weird mandatory family vacation and like i will be hiking and i'm just like why are we doing this and like my brother was being like so annoying and like i just read about communism or whatever and being like mom like this is actually so capitalist and it's, like, fucked up because, like, this is actually, like, used to be a monastery or whatever. And I was just being like, again, I'm getting fab vibes from this place. And, like, one day when I am a grown-up, like, I do want to be fab in a place like this. And you're like, I'm not going to be, like, mad at monasteries. No, give it back to the monks. <laughs> and then later in life, um, like, two years ago, <laughs> as you as you might remember, I stayed in that hotel, the Kempinski um, in Hamburg. And I was like, I am a boss bitch. I've earned yes. my money. Like, I deserve at age, like, 32 to yeah. stay at a nice hotel in and Hamburg. And I'm sure it was cheaper than the room we stayed in Atlantic City, which you'll be hearing about. In on, the the VIP lounge. on the VIP lounge. We talked about our fabulous trip and all of the iconic eateries we went to and the country music concert that we saw at the Hard Rock Hotel and Cafe. <laughs> and and our stay at Hurrah's. <laughs> <laughs> One, just a note about this book of, like, her being, like, boss bitch. It's, like, we're kind of at the tail end of boss bitch. 
Culture. Culture. I mean, that's what was so weird about this book, where it's like, this book is insanely repetitive and, like, bland, and, like, so much of it is just her being, like, women should stop apologizing. It's like, I've heard that, like, 30 times, like, in the past 30. It's like, Lean In came out, like, a million years Blake ago. Like, Lively said it in a simple favor that right, came out also, like, it's five years like ago. Like, the idea that just, like, it's just so, like, Reese Witherspoon, Book Club, like, what, Book Club, like, what if women told their own stories? Like, what if women stopped apologizing? Instead of it's sending like, a text that said, Oh, I'm sorry, I can't make it. What if you just said, I can't, I can't make, make it? it. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but I also... No, I know. We all need to learn that lesson. And, like, sometimes, like, we all are still being, like, the apologetic So sorry. Girl and, like, like, I'm so sorry I can't make it. Or, like, I'm so sorry this is five minutes late. I'm so sorry I'm just responding. But it just needed it in a book? Yeah. Not needed. It. It's like, if Home Goods, because she's so champagne tastes, I'm in the Maldives, the fact that it's, like, we're so boss-a-bitched clearance section TJ Maxx mugs. Yeah. I would expect someone like Christine, who's supposedly, like, cutting edge to, like... But she's not... That's just her, like... Her business feminist philosophy, I don't. I think, is obviously pretty basic. Um, I'll say this. Even if she's wearing Balenciaga. <laughs> right. Like, I heard about the acquiring of this book. And when someone told me what the title was, I thought, like, it was a joke. Because it's so obvious. Right. But it just is is the title. One of my favorite lines in the book is when her hubby, Christian, who she manifested and is like a total nerd, um, (laughs) was like convincing her that like telling her that like she is more than just the show Selling Sunset. Wait, is this the part where he says? Um, When Christian and I met, I had one season of the show under my belt and I found myself stuck in a Selling Sunset bubble. It was easy to get sucked into the stress of getting key scenes, wondering how the producers would portray me, and taking the drama way too seriously. I talked to Christian about it, and he said to me, You're on the show, but you are not the show. You're a top-producing real estate agent. You have a makeup line and shoe collection, and you're a brand ambassador for fucking Samsung. You're more than a show. I screamed and clapped. You're a brand ambassador it's just for like, oh, fucking and by the, Samsung. Oh, and by the way, her husband, Christian, I didn't realize he started Seamless. Okay, well, that, the, but the way that she said she that. She phrases that is so weird. She's like, oh, by oh. the way, Christian, my husband, okay. he's going to say the reason you have so, food delivery apps. No, Okay, so the, the subchapter title is, how the hell did Christian retire at 37? First sentence. My husband is the reason we have food <laughs> delivery apps today! Exclamation point. And you're like, okay. Christian, she said, was like, that they're like total nerds. Like, talking about their relationship. She's like, okay, finally, I know you guys want the juicy, juicy, juicy details about me and Christian's relationship. So she fully joned from Girlfriends, did the three-month rule. Did not have sex on the first date. And she says, do not have sex on the first date if you want to keep a man. And she's like, and I'm pro, and then the next subchapter. And but I'm you, pro one-night stands, yes. like, if that's what you want. But, like, if you want a husband, you can't have sex on the first date, and they won't be your husband. And she's like, one of my best friends who's a total ho-bag. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like they, they literally did not... Have so sex for three months, which is so psycho. Crazy. She's like, can't invite me to Aspen. And I was like, unless you're getting me another room, I'm not going. And he did it. And she was like, yeah, he was so... Because when Christine brought him on the show and was like, this is my husband, it was like, I was like, oh, so like you did get like a fully like ugly rich husband. Yeah. And like, good for you. And yeah. I, and, and, and when when I saw that, I was like, oh, I bet he has like a nice like 6.5 thick cock. 
like when she brought him on the show because he came out of nowhere and it was like, and now I have my billionaire husband. Right. And I was like, well, he must have like something. But not having sex for three months makes me think that he doesn't have a big dick because like I don't think a guy with like a huge dick would like not have sex for three months. It also seems like if you're not having sex with someone for three months, like you're not that at like she was fine holding out for three months. You know, like the, the temptation she's wasn't there. not horny. Yeah. Or she's also like lying. <laughs> and like it's for the Wait, book. Hold on. This yeah. is crazy. You're saying Christine Quinn of Selling Sunset, who says she manufactures drama, could be lying about that? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know what I mean? Like it could and have so been like, it saying... been three weeks. Or like it was so just like there were blowjobs in anal in that three weeks. And that three months. Right. I mean, she his very anal. <laughs> I'm just being like, oh, she's yes. So anal. And, and she's like, she and so... yes, honey, we put down a mink towel above my like 20 million dollar like goose caviar bed right and they have like a goose anal room and it's like I feel like <laughs> goose she's anal so, she's so the kind of girl who's like I'm sorry it actually feels better <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I really just don't believe you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My bootay just is magic. Because um, what feels better is getting the Bentley after anal. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, girls. Hell yes, ladies. And there's no shame in that. Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. <laughs> there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. (laughs) 
can we get back to the boss bitch languages and like just yes. tell me who you are? Okay. okay, so the five boss bitch languages are. So there's this quiz in the book, which actually, like, I will say is a pretty accurate quiz. And it's pretty fun. And it's um, fun to do, and you should do it with a friend. We did it on the beach with our friend. Yeah, it was so silly and fun, and it has that Cosmo vibe, and, you know, my note also to this book would be more quizzes. Yeah, this book should be all quizzes. And also more worksheets and stuff. So the, the five possibilities are executive boss bitch. Creative boss bitch, which is like the atsy fatsy one. Um, matriarch boss matriarch boss bitch, which is like you really care about like your family and friends, but also like your employees. Because right. one of the questions is like, what's the worst thing that can happen at work? And one of the possible answers you can choose is watching like your employees like get hurt, <laughs> like physically hurt. <laughs> and it's like because I'm, like, I'm, I'm a foreman. It's like, well, yeah, yeah I hope this steel barrier <laughs> like it doesn't fall on someone. I just the idea like working at an office and just being like the worst thing that could happen was when so. just like one of the skateboards mounted on the wall like fell on Carla (laughs) okay wait the third option or the fourth option is diva boss bitch which is just like you love the limelight Um, and then and like you won't stop and you'll get everything you want and then fifth is um undercover boss bitch which was kind of the seem a little bit of the like catch all kind of other random stuff that you couldn't figure out like what to call it and then the whole like thing is like you can't do the rest of the bu- this book without like knowing, knowing your who boss you... bitch like phenotype. So okay. I, I... Gu- I'm guess can I just guess what you are? Yeah, creative boss bitch. That's what I was gonna think about yourself. Yes, but you weren't. No. Huh. I was at a tie for matriarch and diva. Wow. Yeah, I really <laughs> just thought I was. I do, be... but that makes so much sense. Yes. Because you I do don't like the get... spotlight, and you're so caring and nurturing, and you're such a mother hen about your flock. I care and you're so, so much about you're my flock. You're so flock first. I am very flock first, like, literally, like... Bros well, before hoes. Yeah, bros before but flock. But in many... <laughs> flock before hoes. Yes, that made sense. And then the one thing I, just to see, changed an answer and became fully diva. And that was, because per, first I put MILF as my style, which is misleading because you'd think, it's like, I'm not a boho woodland fairy because I'm not like. So so just to, for, so our listeners can understand okay. what we're talking about here. So one of the questions is, my personal song can be best described as A, boardroom chic. B, boho woodland fairy. C, C MILF. D, sexy flamboyant head turning. E, classically understated. So I would definitely not say yourself a MILF. I'm, well, that's kind of. Can I explain? I'm wondering can why I you said explain? that. Can I explain? I answered MILF because in the gender reverse, you I'm think you're total a, a dad, diff. polo chain, Tommy Bahama. Okay. Yeah. Horny dad style. Horny dad style. But if I'm. Yeah. In her words, I if she saw me, she would probably think I'm a boho woodland fairy. Right, because you're a hippie. Because I'm a hippie. Not a preppy, and she's a preppy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like anything alternative, she'd be like, you're a boho woodland fairy. <laughs> she's like, you're like, actual freak, you're camping right now. So, Lily, I'm going to show you this property in Silver Lake because you're a total boho, like, woodland fairy, yeah. freaky she's hippie. She's like, you're indie, like, you're freaky. Yeah, garage personified. But I like your DILF rationale. I don't know. I buy that, too. Thank you. But I wouldn't say you're sexy, flamboyant, head Well, yeah. And then I, I said that, and I was like, because I wear, like, funky tees. I don't know. I was so, wait, really... So, wait. So, what, what category did that answer then push you into? 
Well, I guess, okay, if I changed it to sexy flamboyant, then I was diva. Okay. But if I a answered... Math lady meme right now. <laughs> yeah, I know, whatever. If I answered B, that makes me more matriarch. Okay, because that would leave B's. you in more in the matriarch column. Okay, yeah, I mean, I buy that. Well, can you guess what I am? I think you're a mix between executive and creative, but you're also diva because you love the limelight. So I think you're on the cusp of creative and diva. I was a diva. Okay. That was, I got the most for Diva. And I agree, because reading it, I was like, I am an executive boss bitch. And I am so email, but ultimately. At the end of the day, we're Divas also, because it's like, we are comedians. So every question was like, what's your favorite about work? Like, being the limelight. It was like, what do you like to, like, do you want to be in a show? And we were like, yes. yes. (laughs) Right. It's kind of just like, ultimately for us. The, it's gonna be diva. <laughs> the diva was what ultimately applied, um, and so then reading the book through that lens was so helpful. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I wrote things down in my journal. Okay, then she when you read in the book, also it just becomes this thing that all like, even though this book was written yesterday and it magically changes as as days goes on to keep up with current events, just like the Suze Orman book, which is my next point about this book, it's like very still. Head to www.bluenile.com to check the price <laughs> yes. of diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. So that's what I wanted to say. So she talks, she's like, never pay retail for diamonds. Like, go to a GIA certified diamond wholesale dealer. GIA she's, being the Gem Institute Gia, of America. Oh, yeah, I know. Because I remember once I was like, oh my God, my sister, Gia. Um, and I asked my friend, friend of the pot, Arabella, who is a jewelry designer. And I was like, oh, like, is this right? Like, do you agree with this? And she was like, absolutely never pay retail for diamonds. The markup is insane. And like, when you go to Tiffany, you're just paying for the name. Right. And And Christina's like, so I walked into Tiffany's and I said, that little thing is $125,000. And this is when she logs on to BlueNile.com and, like, <laughs> and looks up like sizing and cuts. And then she goes, so, yeah, then I was in Van Cleff and Art Pulse. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then she's just like, and I wanted this $75,000 Rolex, but I was not going to pay retail. So I went on to the real real. And I really recommend the real real for getting authenticated, certified designer resale products. <laughs> I want to talk for a second about real estate trends. And we've talked about this in other episodes, but I think the selling sunset aesthetic, I think, is really um, indicative of a current sort of where we are just in terms of the horror show of wealth right now. Teslas and delivery and nothing is personal and it's houses on cliff mountains. cliff mountains of dirt. And uh, I will borrow a word from... Kate Berlant on Poog, mm-hmm. she used the term bloodless mm. to describe these interiors. And it's just so accurate. Like, they are so devoid of life. And it's everything from the materials chosen to the colors chosen to the layout of the homes. Like, they're laid out like crazy offices where all you see is corners and outlets. There's like 70 outlets on every wall. No, I was saying, it's, <laughs> it's out like everything is an outlet. And like, we have to and be it's, it's, charging. It's open plan, but there's nothing but just like staircases and beams and like pass-throughs well, and, also, and like and d- step Open downs. plan has gone way too far. It's gone so far because it doesn't actually feel open because you just see so many like 
windows and steps and door and like doorways and like it's like there's nothing but corners it's like it's so harsh and yet and then everything is just like the white walls like the very very light beige floors or the the gray floors like the invisible kitchens where you can't see anything and then like the you know quote Scandinavian but it's not it's it's not Scandinavian honey okay it's just like the Ikea throws that they're throwing in and maybe they're putting maybe they're the staging company's charging them like six thousand to throw an Ikea throw over the table and then like maybe they've got the West Elm brass lamps the fucking brass everywhere it's just so fucking ugly and office and sad the houses that actually like Chrishell had with her husband who broke up with her over a text yeah like that house was cuter yeah it oh, had, and like, Chriselle's new house is so ugly and busted, and I hate it. Oh, and, and she's like, I can't believe I got it. And then they're everyone's like wedging themselves into these like uncomfortable bar stools, like under the. It's like, it's all, and they're always like cramming in six bar stools it's around bar the stool island. Heavy. I mean, also because it's and it's like, and then there's the double island, which is now the big thing in all these houses. The double, no, because remember also when like a double island like used to seem glam, like if you in like, Nancy Myers, yes, yeah, yeah. so you see this huge island and everyone's like gathering and there are Chinese bowls of and there's lemons. Chinese bowls of lemons and it's like and the islands would be somewhat different. Like one had the bar stools, but like one was more of a workspace. Now it's just like it's almost like a weird like. Yeah, this soulless. It's like it's just a slab. We copy pasted another massive marble, and like no one is hanging out around it. And it's Tarek and Christina, or sorry, like well, also it's like Tarek and Heather. That Tarek and Heather going to the marble space and being like, we actually got we we just set a record for the largest slab of Tunisian white marble, and it's just like this blank boring slab. Heather is like a whole nother pod to get into (laughs) because like I. To be a fly on the wall of like what they talk about because it's like Tarek El Musa and like Christine, their renos are like D property brothers. Like they're always just putting in one of those carports. Yeah, like, it's that's always the, the carport in yeah. a backsplash. And she's like, what about I really want to like push the design on this one. So I want to do this backsplash. And it's like, a, the the a, most a, from Lowe's, like just like gray backsplash. Though that like, is a goal of mine because in like an ASMR way, in those like Lowe's home commercials, when you they're just like put up a backsplash. Yeah, I want to peel off and just put up a backsplash. Wow. Yeah. Goals. Goals. Well, that's your Atlantic Kinski Homburg yeah, hotel I'm, room. I'm manifesting, Manifest like, putting backsplash. a stick on, like, oh, cheap <laughs> rental backsplash. <laughs> no, the Selling Sunset. And they also, they did it. They did it to themselves because then it's like everyone also wants to live the Selling Sunset life. I, I wish we, there. I guess what I'm saying, there used to be, like, a romance of the L.A. Yeah. mansion of the Infinity Pool and the Huge Island and, like, the microwave that's also a wine fridge. Mo- well, yeah, the modern, like, you know, the modern look, as they say it, is the sort of the... I want something that's modern. Yeah, that's the shorthand for it in that in that world. And it's like, that has become so awful. And now it's like, and mid-century also doesn't mean mid-century anymore. It just means, No, it like, just means, like, Wayfair. But, you know, every now and then you see a home where that's, like, sad because it's, like, it is a mid-century home. And, you know, this isn't, like, this is part of the whole culture now, but it's, like... People will take a gorgeous vintage home and then they like blandify it and they like. Oh well, did you, know, you see that house hunters? They, where they paint, you know, they paint everything white. Everything white. I guess that there's something like about that bloodlessness that's like there's like an emptiness to the current aesthetic of wealth that like I've especially noticed on the home edit 
when it's like whenever they do like it's pantry stuff. The poor, but like the poor, the normal people always have way more stuff than the rich people. Do you ever notice that? Yeah. Because one, rich people have more homes. Two, I think there's storage spaces. Two, they're not even at their homes. Like they right, have they're not crazy, there. They're just they're not, not there. there. They don't they're go not to their there. houses. These are they all. Yeah. That's why all of Manhattan is owned by shell companies. Right, and it's just like all these buildings with eight thousand floors. That have but no yeah, it's them. like uh, all the people in Selling Sunset. You know, they can't even put up a you know a photo, no. something little silly. You know, and it doesn't have to be full Lily Betty Boop clock. You no, know, you don't you don't need to live in Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum, <laughs> which you do. Celebrity book club. Hey, club kids, are you sick of hearing ads just like this one? Well, if you subscribe to the VIP Lounge, you'll never hear an ad again. And on top of that, you'll get an extra episode every week. I mean, how's that for a good deal? Go to patreon.com slash cbcthepod. Here's a clip from this week's episode. Like, the Minions movie starts with them explaining, like, Minions throughout history. And, like, since, since the beginning of time, like, they've served the most evil people. And then it very, like, auspiciously just skips to 1968. Which I realize is it so they don't have to show the minions serving Hitler. Oh, wait, that's so funny. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> it's like all the villains in the world. Or like, like, it's like Dr. Evil, rather. And it's so Dr. Evil, and they're showing them in like ancient Mesopotamia, like serving like the first man, and like man is evil, and he's like, and they're serving like T Rex before like man comes around. And then they're just like, yeah, we like can't show little SS minions, so are, we're just going to like. Are they serving like Napoleon? <laughs> yes, there's oh, a Napoleon okay. moment. Subscribe on patreon.com slash cbcthepod to get more content like that every single week for only $5 a month. Selling segments. What does she eat? What does she wear? How does she live? What does she eat? So she loves Dr. Pepper. She's obsessed with Dr. Pepper. fast food. Total fast food. And obviously she loves... she's trashy. She's got champagne taste and a beer budget. But then it's just being like... Wagyu beef. Kobe beef for me, obviously. On my first day with Christian, we went to a steakhouse. Kobe beef for me, of course. Okay, the part where she and Christian, she's talking about she's how like... She's so Vegas and just always being like, it's Kobe golden crusted sushi. Yeah, it's Caesars, it's truffle. When but then the first date when she's like... No, 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 when she talks about like how like actually her relationship is. And she's like, we would rather order in Kobe beef and eat in our robes and like this is the full how does she live and she's like and nerd out and read together and watch Parks and Rec yeah I mean that's also every celebrity but just being like yeah it's like well it sorry like, we like candy and Game of Thrones it's like yeah, right and you're like yeah you probably also don't like going out every it's night because then people are like it's Christine Quinn yeah. it's like being a celeb um, yeah it was shot and then like when her and Christian are in a hotel room she's like we're sharing club sandwich Dr. Pepper again so she loves Dr. Pepper, basically, and yeah. sushi. And that's a southern thing, too, I think. Yeah. We're not so cinnamon-forward up there. And the Is East that Coast. what it is? Yeah. Oh, cinnamon. All right, what does she wear? Um, Balenciaga, Balenciaga Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton's. Louis Vuitton's and Louis Vuitton's. Um, and she tells this whole story, which I was wondering, I mean, have you ever done something like that? The I bag guess where she... It's very she, seasons, I guess. She buys a Louis Vuitton bag and just puts it on her counter and Just to, like, look return. at it and then returns and, like, the gay at the Louis Vuitton store is like, there's Water a stain, stain on this. <laughs> Water stain. No, you can't return it. And then she tells this whole story about, like, manifesting, about how, like, a group of drunk guys tipped her $2,000. Yeah. To equal and, out and paying And that the was the price of the bag. 
And you're kind of like, I guess, like, that's kind of random. I mean, I'm sure I've returned in my life, but I think I've only really ever, like, exchanged for a different size verse. I was amazing with money, but I decided to spend all my money in this one bag to look at it for two weeks. And, like, manifest how one day I And you're I kind of like, rich. this story is fake. <laughs> yeah. It's a little... I think I'm going to call it's more, that one fake. It's more just like, you bought the bag. <laughs> you bought like, a bag. It's like that's and her happened. whole thing is like I'm amazing with money, and then she does get so like S and P. Yeah, and she's like invest. Like I'm not going to tell you what to invest in, but, but like, I do TD Ameritrade. Yeah, and she opened up her first TD Ameritrade account like when she first got money. I mean, same. Like you know, I invest, and it is important to just like put money away. I think for me, the best part about investing is like knowing that I can't spend that money. Because she kind of, like, did have my number a little bit when she was just like, and honey, like, you know you're going to spend it all on sushi. No, I was like, if it's in the checking, like, it's then going it, to, it's It's going just... to sushi and Uber. And you're just kind of like, okay, I might as well literally just be writing checks to Uber at this point. <laughs> Straight up Looney Tunes checkbook. And I was thinking I should up my monthly. Contribution to your Vanguard? Yeah. I would like you to do that as well. So um, I think I'm actually going to do that tonight. Amazing. And everyone out there, if you're listening to this episode, up your monthly contributions or call your stockbroker and be like, I want to send you 5K. Like, Or set up a bank, a savings account that you can't. That you cannot touch. A CD account is a really great. So, um, and that, Do you just, know what the minimum on CDs are? I'm I'm actually not sure. And I would I would talk to your local bank and then okay. also check with the local police about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, how does she live? Oh, wait. Well, this story is insane. Oh, wait. Can do... we just sidebar on style, though? When she says that Chloe Kardashian invented hoops. Oh, yeah. And it's like, that, wow. was, that was like the weirdest thing ever because she was like, yeah, like I, the Kardashians, have, like Chloe is my favorite style. I'm like, the Kardashians like kind of don't really, like Kim maybe is like iconic for her like bodysuits and like and wearing like, nudes. Yes. Oh, and she also was like calling out like Chloe for be, also being a boss bitch for good American jeans. And, and it's like, I'm isn't like, that company defunct, eh? I actually think, um, I feel like Good Americans like already out no, of business. No, a friend of ours has a pair of Good Americans. Okay, well that kind of no, and I was shocked. I was like, I was like, did you I, get these on Poshmark? But or? when she was like, I think I think we can all agree, Chloe Kardashian basically invented knee high boots and hoop earrings, and I'm like, that I can't even like, I that doesn't that does not come to mind when I think of her at all. Hoops? It's like that. Like Chloe to me, like literally has like no style. She's only wearing like a workout like tankini. That's like all, and the like, whole thing of all of them is just workout. They're clothes. just working out. Yeah, they invented like, big salads and beverage fridges. Sure, yeah. but not hoops. Have you heard of salt and pepper? I'm just kind. Of, it's, <laughs> I know, it's like that was yeah. so. That was like so crazy. It was just like, and this is this book was written yesterday. Like. But she then, was and then the, words it, the like paragraph before though, because this isn't her section of like how you shouldn't tear women down and here are four women she loves, and they're Mindy Kaling, Chloe Kardashian, Simone Biles, <laughs> and then like those people get like big explanations, and then she's like also Miranda Kerr and Lisa Rinna. Yeah, I mean okay. Simone Biles and her have an Instagram relationship. Yeah, they DM. Yeah. And she was like, and she is such an amazing trailblazer like, for women. Chloe also like DMs her about like mom stuff. Yeah, and it's like, okay, random general celebrities getting dinner. She does, and then it's like obviously Mindy Kaling was like fanning out because Mindy Kaling is so like reality TV. TV, I'm binging. Uh, it. where are my hard pants? I yeah. haven't seen them in two years. <laughs> Popcorn now, and then Christine was like, oh yeah, I binge Secret Life of Sex Life of College Girls. 
Which I also finished. Oh my god! Save yeah. your review of that for the VIP lounge. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm sorry, Christine. I do like the show Selling Sunset. I think it's well. We brilliant. did. How does she live super quickly? Oh, she bought because she manifested it. Hugh Hefner's third wife's house that she used to try to sell and like didn't sell, but and she would come so, and bring her mail there. That was the crazy. That actually might be the craziest thing in the book. She really wanted this house, so she would bring her own mail to this house she wanted, and she would just sit with it and then bring it back home. And she was like, "You got it, bills, Vogue, Us Weekly. I brought it." That is getting like so weird and hoarder, but I'm gonna start doing that. But it only <laughs> works if you are a realtor. Well, I also go to houses as maid. I could just start bringing oh, my true. mail to like random Upper West Side apartments because that's your dream. Home. I know that's things that it would it would have to be the dream home. All right, I'm gonna go to my dream loft, my soundproof loft in Manhattan. Um, because the thing about I don't like the noise of Manhattan, but I do want the convenience. Oh, move back to the suburbs. <laughs> oh, I want to live in Manhattan, but I hate noise and bodegas. Where's the nearest Kroger's? <laughs> God, sheeple. Okay. Um. Yeah, I give this book. I'm sorry, Christine. I give this book 1.5 Louis Vuitton bags that I am going to return and then can't return because there's a water stand on it. I'm just like, it's barely a book. It really is, and I'm giving it 1.9 Dr. Peppers out of five because of the quiz and some of – and she made me laugh. She did. I just would love if, again, it were less more, of a book and more quizzes. Yeah, workbook. Again, like, There's not why wasn't a, there a page that was like, what are you manifesting? Yeah. Bitch. This should be a workbook. <laughs> Memo to HarperCollins or whatever, like release a sequel that's just like the workbook. Yeah, it needs another book, basically. Because <laughs> um, you oh, know, Matthew oh. McConaughey made a workbook connected to green lights that I saw at Target. Oh, right. And it's like all your write your own buffer stickers. Um oh wait, who are you in the book? Oh, um Am I the like gay who's like, you can't return this? I don't think I'm I feel like I'm no. really letting people. I honestly things. think we're both Christine because, like, we do have champagne tastes on a Gore's budget. Or you're Christine and I'm her friend whose dad is the CEO of Radio Oh, done. Shack. Yeah. And, and I like, am, like, <laughs> taking you to, like, I mean, I took you to Anguilla, like. Done. We and teens. I'm, yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, um, can you believe it? They took me to, like, the gift shop at Cove Castles and said, <laughs> you can buy whatever you want. <laughs> You've got questions. We've got oh, answers. Oh, and one more thing. I am mad at Christine because the whole book is don't take down women. And then she spends a full paragraph saying that girl, the Radio Shack daughter heiress, just ended up being a waitress. And like no re- – she didn't need to like kind well, of shit talk was, her. But then she was like – and there's nothing wrong with that. But she basically said she didn't have ambition because she right. grew up silver too coddled spoon. and it was too silver spoon. In my book when I'm like – and now Stephen is like – a host (laughs) (laughs) now he's just a host because he just didn't have ambition yeah sad but i'm there's nothing wrong with hosting (laughs) (laughs) if that's what you want to do um okay well rockin time yeah um another really amazing book that i read with my best friend lily this one you know we really did read it next to each other but it was really one page increments. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to read with you on a beach because, it, like, I'm distracted. We're going to talk about we're it. We're going to talk. Yeah. I read most of this book today, I will say. <laughs> Same. I read. Though, 
there was a point where I was alone on the beach and read some of it. Yeah, these are crazy details. Anyway, stick around. Um, Next week, we will be reading I Am Not Ashamed by Barbara Payton. Yeah, we're going old school, and we're going to have an amazing guest with us. I'll just say the name. Ruby McAllister. Lady Ruby McAllister. This should be pretty exciting. So, yeah, stay subscribing to the pod. Stay listening. And then uh, for more... Uh, subscribe to the VIP Lounge. We're going to be talking about our trip to Atlantic City Ooh. that we just went on this weekend and all the restaurants and bars that we attended and the, the concert country venues. Concert. We'll also be talking about our recent trip to Nantucket and all the restaurants and bars we went to there. Vacation hours. So okay. stay tuned for all of our searing cultural reviews and foodie Put stuff. Put some sunblock on. Go to patreon.com slash cbcthepod for more. Best. Best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects. The show is produced by Benjamin Frisch with editorial support from Leon Nafok, Andrew Parsons, and Madeline Kaplan. Our production manager is Persia Verlin. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips and Y. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review, please. I need them. And please don't forget to tell your friends and enemies about us. And don't forget, so much not forgetting, okay? Take the fish oil. Don't forget to go to patreon.com for access to the VIP Lounge, our exclusive bonus podcast. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.